0: Welcome to One More Ride with John Bruce. Heeloo! And welcome to One More Ride with John Bruce. This is episode four. We are on Friday, May 1st. It's gonna be May, as JT would say. And, you know, it's day six of quarantine. I don't know. Whatever. It uh, doesn't matter. All the days run together now. But we have a fun episode for you today. Here, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening. With Shay Washburn from The Last Burn Podcast. Uh, he is a teacher at, in the Xenia City School a PE teacher. That's where I got to meet him. Um, I was one of the groomsmen in his wedding. He's just, just one of the nicest, kindest people you'll ever meet. And, um, it was really a pleasure to be able to kind of catch up with him on here. I think it's a, it's a fun episode that you're going to be able to hear. Um, we'll get to that here in a couple minutes, but I just kind of wanted to say, you know, it's, it's nice to, I feel like things things in Ohio are starting to somewhat get back to normal. Uh, I know some some restaurants in the Chillicothe, Ohio area are opening tomorrow or today. Uh, one restaurant that was actually in my family for a long time, uh, now owned by a, a family that we're kind of close with, uh, Carl's Townhouse in Chillicothe had had one of their biggest order days ever today when they reopened for carryout. So it was, um, some really good things are happening with small businesses. And I think that, you know, as the regulations are kind of lightened up a little bit, I think things will continue to get better. Um, but at the same time, we still have to be mindful of each other because it's not just you that we're worried about. Uh, getting sick it's it's people you love or possibly people you could infect without even knowing it that's why you know i've continued to be cautious i'm i'm not going in any stores i'll go to a drive through on occasion um but for the most part i'm i'm keeping my distance um you know just me and the cats um see my mom and the cats and we just had montgomery's third birthday um on thursday he's actually hanging out with me as i'm recording this and you know for his birthday he got some treats and that was about it he just ran around the house being a cat i tried to let him go outside he just wouldn't do it um which is funny because he talks like he wants to go out he sits at the back door and then just will not do it because he's scared of everything but you know he's one of those i i think he's like the uh Well, you'll hear a character that we talk about that talks a big game, um, but can't live up to it. So later in this episode, we'll talk about the worst TV characters of all time. You know, we each have a list. Uh me and Shay both do. I think it could be fun for you to to hear our rationale for each of them. And yeah, it's just it's a it's laid back, you know, we kind of catch up. We of course we talk about a little bit of mental health. Uh, depression anxiety because he, he saw it firsthand with me and maybe I was able to hide it better than other people do. Now, one thing that I I just tweeted it out actually was a thought of uh, you know how if we go to Monsters Inc Monsters live in the closet, Monsters live under your bed but the quote I, I saw that I really liked was um, it goes to depression and anxiety is Um, monsters don't live under your bed, but they live inside of your head. And that's completely true because for a lot of people, anxiety, depression might not be, uh, triggered by anything. And I actually had kind of a a quick hit of it today was I was, I had ordered a, a shirt from Barstool, um, it was a. If you watch, if you follow Barstool Big Cat on Twitter, it's it's a hilarious Twitter account. Anyway, but he's been doing all kinds of stuff, and one of the things he's done is he has this um, g- kind of like electric football, but it's electric horse racing. He has four horses. They have a race every day, and there's names for him. And one of the t-shirt designs uh, is the white horse. It's called Kenny, and. The design is awesome. And it had, it looks like Kenny Rogers riding a horse. It's just, it's really funny. And uh, I was really looking forward to getting that shirt. And then the shirt came, uh, the package came today. And it was just a completely different shirt. Like it was definitely not what I ordered. And for about two hours, I pretty much shut down. Like it's just, you never know what's going to trigger you. And, you know, it's, I, I kind of, I, I got up and I looked on how to return it and everything. And then I just got triggered a little bit more, but the more I thought about it, it was like, man, that's, this is such a little thing. You know, you can't let this ruin your night. And I was going to let it ruin my night at the time. And, you know, it's, it's easy to just think i you know, just get over it. Well, for me, I've had things like that that have triggered it before. um You know, I I've been having a really good week, and then just for whatever reason that came up, and it just was one of those things where, oh man, that's that's <laughs> rough. And I, I I'll share the story of the the worst time. Me, my mom, my brother, Chris, were at a uh, Red Robin in Columbus, and this is when I was really going through uh, my kind of severe depression, which is. Uh, a little over five years ago, now, and we're sitting there, and I ordered a hamburger completely plain, and they brought it out, um, and I could tell in my mom's face that she saw it when they brought it out that it had cheese on it, which I, I whatever reason, I've never liked cheese on burgers, um, but as soon as I saw it, I just started crying, like I didn't know why, but it was it was one of those things. It was just like it felt like. And for me in my head, it must have been the world was just against me again. Like I was feeling at the time was uh, me against the world. And I just couldn't get ahead, even when I was just going out to eat and just getting a hamburger, um, which is kind of funny now in retrospect. But, um, you know, I, I I can remember crying and then the, the waitress just apologizing. And my mom was like, oh, it's OK. It's OK. Just, you know, can we get it without the cheese? And, you know, things ended up being okay, but it was just, that's when, you know, for me, I, I noticed it even more than my panic attack at Target was, you know, this thing, you know, just to to kind of put it bluntly, this thing sucks. Um, and, you know, at, at the time I didn't know what to do about it, but, you know, it's it's something where I've gone through moments where there's just been little things here or there that just kind of trigger me now. usually if I'm out in public, I can, I can handle it. All right. But even though I I seem like I'm okay and doing really well, there's still times where, where it hits me, like getting the wrong order of a shirt that I could easily send back. Like it's not even a big deal, but it, it almost, it almost took me out for the rest of the day. And you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's one of those things. Now, um, one last thing I wanted to say today was um, the Thursday, this uh, April thirtieth. So the day I'm actually recording on is the four year anniversary of when I graduated, quote unquote, for <laughs> graduated from college because I actually um, messed up on a, you know, messed up on an assignment that I had to send out. To be like nationally graded, it's called EdTPA, educational, uh, or it's, I think it's just educational teacher practice. Um, a, we'll just throw an A in there. And I had to send it out a certain way in the files, and I I submitted a file wrong, and so they couldn't gr- get it graded in time for me to actually graduate. Even though I had walked, I had to have it in by like the second, and I didn't realize it until after that it was too late. So. You know that that was just one of those things that April thirtieth was such a great day for me because I, I spent so much time driving and and doing all kinds of extra stuff. Uh, I was working at FedEx at the time. Um, just to give kind of a synopsis of my day, I would get up depending on what time of season it was at right at FedEx. Um, if we're getting into really winter, I was getting up at one and going into work until about 6 30 and then I would get in my car drive to Wright State and go to school from eight until sometimes four or five there was uh, one class I had that went until seven and I would I would spend all my time in the library or trying to sleep in my car and then I would drive home well if, if it was during baseball season I would I would drive straight from, Wright State to Westfall, which is a little bit about thirty five minutes north of Chillicothe where I live, and you know it's it was an hour and a half from Wright State to drive there from Dayton to there, and then I would come home after, and I would just be wiped out. But that was I think that was part of the reason why it was it was building up. But I did this for four years, and. Well, more or less three and a half, and then the when my big breakdown happened, it kind of led to carrying over to another year. But this was it, that was the the day it was April thirtieth. I I graduated, had a graduation party. Actually, went and coached a game uh, later that afternoon that we got rained out in uh, at Westfall. That was my last year coaching there, and I I came home, went to the party and everything and everything was all happy and then i opened up my email i'm like oh no i'm not gonna graduate um but luckily i did thankfully i did graduate in july and it wasn't really that big of a deal Um, but yeah it was it was one of those just crazy things where no matter how many times you think you are ahead of the game um sometimes you just get a big step back um when you least expect it so like i said earlier uh Today's guest is Shay Washburn of The Last Burn. Uh, Get Shay on Twitter um, is at Get Shay. Um, he's really, really into sports. Uh, we try to talk about family and whatnot in this, um, you know, but, you know, at some point we'll talk sports. I've got some really fun things kind of in the works for future episodes, and um, hopefully. We'll be able to take care of those in the next few days, and we'll be able to get some more good content out for you people. So we're going to take a short break, and then after this, we'll have my interview with Shay Washburn. This is One More Ride. All right, and for today's episode of One More Ride, I have one of my good friends. Um, he also hosts a podcast called The Last Burn. He's also a PE teacher um, from the Xenia area. Uh, let me welcome in Shay Washburn. How are you doing today, Shay? Good, John. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um,
1: it's a, it's it's a, it's an honor. You know, I, I think <laughs> I, I've, I've I've been telling you about. You know, the great things I think about your podcast and, you know, how many how many people you're impacting positively. So I just appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I appreciate that. And, you know, you had a big you know, we spent a few years together um, through Wright State. We're classmates up there. Uh, You saw me at some not great times, but uh, I think for the most part, we had we had a lot of fun up there. Uh, Me and Michael and yeah, our our group was pretty tight knit besides the, the one. Um, you know, (laughs) um, that might be a, that might be an off the air story, but it's, it's pretty funny. Um, nutrition
1: class test, um, you know, doesn't really go with the the theme of your
0: nutrition course to be eating at B-dubs, but I I always appreciated uh, that. We did not do a very good job. Hey, speaking of that nutrition course, have you seen that, um. She's been, like, all over social media, like, putting out good information. Um, have you seen that lately? I
1: have not. Hold on. You have to remind me. Was, uh <laughs> Saban? <laughs> what's, what's her name again?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. yeah. I, no, I have saw I a couple haven't. videos. That's I think awesome. it was from Governor De- DeWine, so I think she has a lot to do with um, kind of the state stuff, which doesn't surprise me because she was really smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah but oh, um, absolutely you know it's it
1: scared me for pizza for days um, for with,
0: weeks you know with school being out and everything i have seen you've shared some stuff um you know through facebook and um you know different social medias can you kind of explain what you've been doing through this
1: yeah so um a little background on on like the school i work at so i work at um Three elementary schools in Zingia teach an elementary PE, um, and I teach over 1,000 kids at, at three at, all together. So um, I'm at each school one day. Um, I travel on on mm-hmm. Wednesdays from one school to the other.
0: Um, on Wednesday, if you want, to just pick it up from there. Yeah, right. so
1: so I travel, and then on Wednesdays I go to my third school. But I teach I teach over a thousand kids a week, and um, basically, you know, we were given a day's notice from Thursday to And then Thursday, we found out they were closing schools. And then Friday, you know, that was basically our last day. And teachers were basically said, all right, change education, like change it all. And Mm -hmm. so I've been, ever since that first day, I started by just pushing out content to the parents of just ways that the the kids could stay active at home. Mm -hmm. But I I found that I was, that the parents between me um, and and all the other information they were getting, they were just getting super overwhelmed. Um, with just so much information. So I changed my approach to like kind of a less is more approach um, with what I'm doing. And I've, I've adjusted it to, um, I push out, I make a weekly YouTube video um, Mm -hmm. with, with a lesson sheet that has a challenge on it. Um, And the challenge for the week is, um, for example, this week, our challenge that our kids are trying is they're doing a trick shop challenge. So they, they'll, they'll wad up a paper ball and they have to come up with some type of creative way to make it into a basket or something like that. I had a kid today, I had a kid today send me a video and she's trying to make something into the toilet, a toilet, like it a, a toilet paper, an empty yeah. paper roll. This is something unique. And then um, once they verify with me that uh, by either video or um, a picture, I send them a certificate and I, I make every single one of my students that, that participates, Um, and accomplishes a challenge for the week Uh, a digital jpeg of a of a certificate that has their name on it and the challenge for the week um i'm almost i'm I'm almost a youtube rock star i have 35 subscribers so (laughs) so i i think i'm on i'm well on my way to um in that department but we we did an obstacle course challenge we did a putt putt challenge and then we did a p at home helper where it's like um, I had kids send me videos of them washing the dishes and sweeping one parent said that their kid never vacuumed before and and, and p e is the first time they're vacuumed at home <laughs> so I think it 's just you know trying to trying to impact as many kids as possible and i I did the impossible. I manually invited one thousand plus kids into Google classroom Wow uh, um, it took it took three days <laughs> um, and a uh, and a lot of breaks. Um, just to try to get all the kids in, so that you know, um, and a bunch of email blasts with the class codes, and that way, like I can say, you know, I have tried to reach every kid. I've I, and and the response from the parents has been good, and the student participation the participation hasn't been, I think it's been challenging for a lot of school districts, mm-hmm. and um, but uh, I'm getting some really good feedback from the students, and um, you know, I that's the part that I appreciate, and because that's definitely the part I miss the most is, you know, that 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 human interaction with as a teacher right. with your students.
0: Yeah, it's it's really tough because it, it's obviously it's tough on the kids. Um Our school locally just announced their graduation plans, and it's it's been it's still tough because it's it's creative, but it's it's not going to be the same. Um, but it's, it's not just tough for the kids. It's tough for the parents. Like you mentioned, it's also tough for the teachers because you get for sure. uh, Yeah. You get to know these kids and interact with them. And then that's all gone once, uh, you know, and, and it, and it came really quickly that it was all gone because we were getting, we were going on spring break. Same. Yeah. So we weren't going to be there for a week. So we thought, okay, well, we'll just, we'll be back in three weeks. We were pretty sure it wasn't going to happen, but
1: yeah, that's what we were telling the kids. I was, when Mm -hmm. I first started pushing content out, I was just like, Hey, this is just an extended spring break. So, you know, here's some ways to stay active over the extended spring break. And as more information started to come out, we started to uh, realize, you know, I, the the kids, I feel, I feel really the most for those senior athletes and the senior classes all together. Um, Xenia has been a really cool thing right now, where they're doing like there's a Facebook page and it's called um, gifting Xenia seniors, and people can adopt seniors mm-hmm. in Xenia. and you know the parents will put like an Amazon wish list, and um, the community is just basically you know gifting them, you know, and it's just it's it's little it, things like that that you know because I mean they lost everything, no prom, right, no, um, no no sports season, um, and I think that's tough. That's that's mm-hmm. tough for them.
0: Yeah, and um, I just talked about it on my uh, SVC Sports Talk that, I, that I'm that i on, usually weekly, but now it's kind of bi-weekly now, right. um, about one of the girls that called in to give a shout out to her seniors, that's a sophomore, said, you know, we didn't think that when we lost in the districts last year, it was going to be the last time we played with these seniors, when they were juniors. So it's, man. Oh, yeah. Like when you look at... Yeah, yeah, every other like, sport, you, right. you You play to an ending, and this year with baseball, softball, track, there there was no ending. Um, I guess there was no beginning either, technically, since uh, only a few teams had even scrimmaged yet. But yeah, it's it's been rough. Oh, ab- absolutely, and um, you know, we have
1: you know you have these kids who they've trained and all off season and they're, they're working towards that goal. And they think they have this, you know, this goal in sight where they have this opportunity and to not have that, you know, I, I coach middle school track mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I just got the head coach position this year. And now my concern is, is to, I'm going to have eighth graders that have never ran track. Right. You know, and we, are, we only have, a our season is so short in general next year. We're going to have such a small period of time to get them ready. Mm -hmm. basically an entire team ready for, you know, relay events that they, that the whole team hasn't done. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's it's a difficult time. Um, but I feel for those seniors and I, I hope that I've heard some school districts are trying to do like a ceremony where their families can actually see them walk. Mm -hmm. Like, so a family walks into the auditorium they watch yeah. their kid, and then they leave together, and they just go straight out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, maybe. I, and I heard the wine today announced that there's they're giving them three choices, but they would prefer
0: a virtual, right, um, commencement. Um, what what our school is doing is they're making it to where either a individual kid or up to four students can do it with the proper social distancing and whatnot. Uh, to walk across and they can each have, I think up to six family members there. And then they're going to have a professional photographer there. um, And I think they're offering it for like an entire week to where, yeah, they'll just, they'll be there whenever these kids sign up um, and that way they can do it. And it's, um, I don't think it's perfect, but at the same time, I think it's, it's being, creative in a good way to try to get them to experience um something similar and and what what did you say on Now i i mentioned earlier on twitter that um my graduation was not memorable um but what did you say about yours so
1: you know being from xenia um of Mm -hmm. course the one thing that had to pop up during our graduation ceremony was a tornado warning so um, yeah we're at the nutter center you know right state where actually our classes were um, yeah. and we're full on in ceremony and we hear sirens start going off. And when people in Xenia hear tornado sirens going oh. off, I mean, it is like, we flock, like we go to the lowest spot, we get to an interior wall, we don't mess around. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember as a child, anytime tornado sirens are going off, my mom had me so afraid of, of thunderstorms for years because of that. But so, yeah, I, yeah. I remember two parts about my graduation. That was the first one. It was a 40 minute delay. Where they move this to the they moved us to the back, and then our families just had to like sit there in their seats, mm-hmm. which is actually safe because another is actually goes down yeah, it's on the ground a little yeah, bit yeah, so I mean it's i mean it's it's probably one of the safer arenas, I would say, but um but then the second part was I was actually sitting next to my cousin, and mm-hmm. um s- something happened with her current boyfriend at the time, where she thought he she thought he was going to steal her stuff. <laughs> and um, this is crazy. This is crazy. So, like, it's so funny you said that. Like, no one – like, that's it, not memorable. When I have, like, two specific things. So I'm sitting next to my yeah. cousin. My family is pumped because what are the odds that, you know, we go to school together from kindergarten through 12th grade and we are sitting next to each other? Like, like mm-hmm. those, those are not big. She gets up and leaves during ceremony. Awesome. Like, leaves her chair, walks all the way up, and just disappears with because she's afraid that something's going to happen to her stuff. And, oh. and so she, my family was just crushed. So she didn't get to walk because she made the choice to. And I told her, I was like, I was like, don't do it, don't do it. You're, you're, everyone's gonna be disappointed. You're gonna, this is your only chance. Like, this is your chance to walk. And then, so yeah, that that that's my graduation story. It's
0: it's crazy. Yeah, I I kind of have, I kind of have the same. Because one of my people I graduated with, one of my friends from there, he mentioned that he didn't know the person he was sitting next to. Okay, and that reminded that reminded me of both of my graduations. So high school and college, I was there was three seats and I was the one in the middle, and there was no one on my left or right and either one. Really? Uh, yeah. At Wright State, we walked my group that I was in. So I, since I was a semester later than you, walked in and the two people beside me left, and I say I stayed there. I just, I mean, I got spread out. Well, my high school at my high school graduation, this is like the only thing I do remember we had our vocational school. So our, um, you know, where kids would learn trades and whatnot, right. They would, they came. Well, the two people around me never went to my school. They lived in the school district and moved in either as juniors or seniors Right. And they graduated from our school, but from the vocational school and neither one showed up or no. The one on my left did show up. I had no idea who he was. And the one on my right. I did. I didn't know. And he didn't show up. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, this girl I was really good friends with through middle school and we had all our classes together. Our lockers were next to each other with high school. You don't really do that same Scheduling because you do different classes and whatnot. I was like, oh, I'll get to be by your graduation. That'll be nice. And I technically was, but there was a seat in between us. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um. So one good thing for you, I'm guessing, is that you're getting to spend a lot more time with your family, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. So, um, I am rocking
1: the the teacher workday slash stay at home dad life. Um. While my while mm-hmm. my my wife works in healthcare. So while she's still working, it um, that that's that's my day, and I, I'm rocking it, you know. So um, we're we're trying to uh, we have a one we have a one year old, fifteen she'll be fifteen months here mm-hmm. in a couple of days, and um, nap time is a struggle. Um, I have watched more Moana than I think I ever expected to, and it is now my favorite Disney movie ever, and that that's, that might be a little bit of a hot take. Um, yeah, but. It It is is. fantastic. Like the first time I watched it, I'm not
0: afraid to admit I cried. Like, I've cried during uh the songs, you know what? Mostly you're welcome, but
1: (laughs) well, I mean, that's Lily's favorite. She dances to it, you know. I mean, the rock disc is people moving, but yeah, I agree. But um, but like, no, like when the, the grandma comes back on the stingray and they sing that song, oh, yeah, oh, dude anything with grandparents cuz i mean I, I um i was basically i live with my grandparents was, they're like the most important things to me besides my wife and child mm-hmm. um but oh anything with grandparents it just it just gets me man so like i'm i got the, i got my one having a ball watching Moana, and i'm like tearing up like oh my gosh stop <laughs> and uh but oh it it's so good but yeah this time i I try to. You know. I think the one thing, and it kind of talks like, um, about uh, just talking about it. Like, like you got to find something positive with all this, because mm-hmm. I mean, when from my perspective, like I'm used to interacting with over a thousand people a week between adults, teachers, students, and I'm down to interacting with basically two in person, my wife and and Lily. That's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, I'm trying to look at it from the perspective that. I'm just I'm just really appreciating this time with Lily. This is time I wouldn't have. You know, I would be mm-hmm. I'd be coaching track right now. I'd have some really late nights where I don't get to see her all day like so I would go to work I <clears throat> I would drop her off from work at 7 seven forty five, and then if I have a track meet I don't get home until 9:30 or 10. Um and that's mm-hmm. usually at the earliest. So I think I'm I'm looking at it and trying to stay super positive because you know, I get to spend all day with her. I get to you know just just hang out with her more than i would and um uh um, i'm really going to focus on on that they have the summer school position for pe and i've done that um last couple of years i don't think i'm going to do it this year i think i'm just going to just continue to you know this it's just time i'll never get back right so I, i'm looking at it from that perspective
0: yeah i i uh one of my good friends i coach with at uniota he, he has a at least seven month old. I think he just had a seven month. Yeah. It's, it's not birthday, obviously, but, um, you know, they do half birthdays you know, they, now. They, they should. Should they do half birthdays?
1: Um, Someone found that yeah, out. Cause me.
0: they, like they, like, yeah, they, they did it. They did it in Alice in Wonderland. Um, so, so I, I think they should, <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's getting to, I, I, he's getting to spend a lot more time with his son and I, you know, it's, these are important times for you guys, especially. And I think it's really good for um, a lot of teachers right now is you get to spend more time with your family. Yeah. Um, So that's been, that's been one of the, one of the interesting parts.
1: I think a lot of teachers at first were really having a hard time. For a minute there, there was a couple of days where I felt like I was just, I felt like I was being a terrible parent Mm -hmm. and a terrible teacher. Yes. Does that make sense? Like I felt like I, I felt like I just couldn't balance I couldn't balance both aspects of it, like the meetings. Like today I had three I had three Zoom meetings, um, two staff and one with a class. And like and Lily, my co-teacher yeah. is right there with me <laughs> <laughs> during all of them, <laughs> you know. Um, so try, at first I had a really hard time feeling like I was failing at both. Um, but as more time goes on goes on, and, you know, I, I, I learn more um i'm I'm definitely definitely thankful for the time mm-hmm. I have with her
0: yeah And that's um it's something really to be thankful for and you know i'm I'm happy for guys like you that get to get to experience it because i I know with my coaching and teaching and whatnot is I never have any time to just be home so
1: yeah right. uh, oh absolutely so
0: with without a family i I don't notice it as much but obviously as someone with a family um, you know it, it definitely makes an impact um, but you know we're gonna go on to our next segment um, here in a minute right. and um, we're gonna review um, power towers of the worst TV show characters of all time we'll be right back I'm looking forward to this. yeah we'll be right back after this. All right, now we're back here on one more ride and with my guest, Shay Washburn. Um, and as you heard in the uh, kind of intro for this section, this is power towers uh, where we're going to power rank things from seven to one. Um, seven is the lowest, like our bottom level of the tower. And then the one will be the uh, antenna or whatnot, the top floor, of the penthouse of our tower. Um, you know, we're. We're ranking the worst TV characters of all time. Uh, Shay, do you think you're ready? All right. I, I think first. I'm ready. At number, number seven okay. on mine is Ross Geller from Friends. Uh, okay. You know, all <laughs> I can remember of him is the pivot scene of them taking the um, sofa up the stairs. And he just keeps yelling, pivot. That's legit. That's legitimately like the only <laughs> likable thing I've saw from Ross Geller on Friends. Um, he was <laughs> he was whiny. He constantly tried to ruin Rachel's love life to try to get with her, which I mean, spoiler alert, it worked because that's what everyone wanted to see. It's not what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Ross get fired from his job as a professor and just leave the show. Oh, um, so an opi- an opinion films, yeah. real quick not to interrupt you. They go, I don't
1: I, can't, there's the, uh, I it think 10 it seasons? was I thought it was
0: more but
1: it's, or maybe yeah. 11, 12 I don't know. They drag out the whole Rachel and Ross thing. Like like it's like the same thing yep. over and over again. And that, that that that's part of the reason I can't just lock into it. Like as as a show
0: and and Ross is definitely Whew, one of the Man reasons. he was he was uh not enjoyable. And then, I mean, you with your young daughter, I don't I have you watched any of the Madagascar movies? I have
1: not. Well, I I think I saw Madagascar years ago, but I don't think I don't think I can recall Okay,
0: so he plays I, I believe a giraffe. I don't really know. And he is pretty much the exact same character, just more scared. And I couldn't I I couldn't watch it. It was awful because it's just this whiny. I assume giraffe. I don't really know what the characters were. I just know he wasn't the lion. Um, he was just super whiny, and it just was not fun to watch. So that—that's my. I'm not a big David Schwimmer fan, although he was good in that uh, People versus OJ Simpson. So, I'll give him a shout out for. Yeah. Okay. He, he was. He was. Yeah. Good in so. That. He, like, like.
1: But I also think he's the only person who can play right. that role. Yeah, like he's actually genuinely like
0: actually looked like Robert yes, he did.
1: <laughs> It was it was it was that was a that's a really good series. Yeah. Um.
0: So, what is your number seven?
1: So my number seven is going. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into my favorite mm-hmm. show ever, which okay. is The Office. Um, and I'm gonna go with Phyllis okay. Nance. Phyllis is. Um, like she's she's that person that in your like in your workplace that you can't you just can't <laughs> they're okay but but you don't know what to say around them and and I'll go to the my my least favorite line and it's right after the Michael Scott paper company mm-hmm. comes back and she she goes up to Pam and and she's like did she's like did you tell my clients isn't that what you told my clients I didn't have enough time to talk to them and then Pam's like, uh, and then, and then Phyllis goes, Watch your mouth, honey. You sound like, you're starting to sound like a trout. <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, Phyllis. <laughs> and, oh, um, and there's, just, there's so many. And just Phyllis is just not, just a terrible person. You know, she, she, she rats on um, mm-hmm. Angela and she's like, About, about her and Dwight. Um, and she's just, uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like Phyllis is just, She's just mm-hmm. sneaky and um just just not my cup of tea when it comes when it comes to that show. And um I there's there's just so many instances where
0: I'm just like like no Phyllis Phyllis <laughs> no. Yeah, I I uh I can understand your feelings on that. What do you what do you have for your number six? So, all right, here's here's my number six,
1: and this is for all my Jersey oh. people who we're into Jersey Shore. Did you watch Some. Jersey Shore? All right, so so my my uh-huh. wife still watches it. Like it's on, it's on, it's like her, her. She'll put it on on Hulu and just like. Well, binge I'm not it, gonna. So.
0: I won't say anything about her family, but it doesn't. Surprise! <laughs> I love you, Peyton. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's yeah. fantastic. Um. So my wife is Italian. Yes. We'll just throw that out there. Um. But so, there's a there's a a character who is she's just she's just she doesn't even make it the first two through the first two seasons, and that's Angelina. Mm-hmm. So Angelina couldn't get out of her own way. Yeah, you know, like I I remember like season one, like I mean, first off, it's a bad sign when you come to. The house with all your clothes in a big black yeah. trash bag. I mean, that's that's not a good sign. And then so she left season one, but I thought season two she was gonna she was gonna turn around, and and then she just started what who could, you're going at? Polly. Pauly's like the yep. nicest person in the house, and she slaps him and punches him and goes at him, and um, it's I I think Angelina definitely makes my list of. Worst TV characters of all time. Yeah,
0: I, I can see where you're coming from on that. I thought you were going to say Sammy Sweetheart real quick. I was going to say, stop. Uh, <laughs> you know, it,
1: you're dramatizing me,
0: Ron. yeah I, I started so, watching. I didn't actually see Angelina because I started watching in, in the third season. And okay, so yep. I was there for The Note, I believe. I did see The Note, um, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And the, um, yes, yeah. He, the, the note Angelina
1: was involved. Oh, okay, in
0: so I must have just seen it um, through the YouTube or um, through the internet or something. But I've definitely seen that part, and it it makes me laugh. Um, I would have. There was a time where Jersey Shore was must watch yep. TV.
1: Like you, could, you, you could you could not miss it. See, I, I remember when they when they went to Italy and they hyped up the whole. Mm -hmm. Headbutt thing into the wall where you actually think you actually think Ron beat the crap out of Mike (laughs) and sent him to the hospital, but he actually just hurt himself. They hyped that up. Oh yeah, that was about it. It was kind of that was it for me. That was yeah yeah oh yeah that was so when when my wife watches, I'll watch up to that Mm -hmm. point, and then I can't watch anymore. I feel like I lose. Now I'll say
0: one thing. Snooki won me over at WrestleMania because she was at least (laughs) fairly athletic.
1: Um you are you yeah, are correct. Maybe she should have been in the women's revolution too.
0: Did you Snooky start the women's revolution? Yeah, she definitely did. She was uh was four foot tall and she could do gymnastics. With her head <laughs> Yeah. And moving on to mine, my my number six is uh just day from New Girl. Um Zoe Deschanel, I'm so random, I'm so quirky, <laughs> like, I'm so silly, like, that show, if, if if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the guys in it, I don't think I could have made it through an entire episode of that show, and the and the friend who I can't even think of her name right now, uh, I thought was really good, too, that I think ends up with Schmidt, but, oh, it was just, it, it was hard to watch, because, you know, the show's surrounded around her, and she's just... She's so goofy and ugh. I did not so, I did not enjoy New Girl.
1: So that's part of the reason why I can't watch New Girl. I just can't even get mm. into it. Yep. Like I think I think I tried to watch it an episode or two and I, j- I just couldn't. I had to stop. mm mm-hmm. well,
0: I, I don't love Elf as much as other people do because I think she's kind of the same way in that. Is that's just well, that's who she that, is. That's a good point. I
1: feel like when I was like a kid, I felt like Elf was like just amazing. Yeah, like it was hysterical. It was great. I can't like when I watch it now, it's like it it does nothing for me. It's like oh, it's just meh. Yeah. Oh, I completely so, agree. Like uh, um, it's 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 super. It's like it's not no, it's not no Christmas vacation or Home Alone. Like when I watch Home Alone one hmm. and two, the first one. Yeah. I, I belly laugh to this day. It, same thing with like Christmas Vacation. There's parts I just belly laugh every single time. Um, they're just they're, they're just a lot more classic Christmas films.
0: Can I tell you um, something from Christmas Vacation that I was able to reference hilariously in real life this year? Of, cu- of course you can. Um, one of my uh, guards on my basketball team's name is Todd. And we had we had a real bad leak like right outside the locker room and I don't, I didn't notice it until um, he walked in. So I'm like walking in to talk to these guys at practice and I noticed he was the one right in front of me. And I just go, why is the carpet wet, Todd? <laughs> he, he had, he had no idea. Um, oh. The response the respond with, I don't know, Margot." Right. but. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was um, you know it (laughs) being able to use that and it was actually made sense. Like because I had talked to like I had mentioned him before, Nick Rose, my our freshman coach. We'd kind of jokingly said, you know, how are we going to be able to say this this year? And it worked out to an actual real life situation. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So moving on, my number five might be might be controversial. Ted Mosby. From how I met your mother. Um, If you don't know this by now, I don't really like whiny characters. Um, Ted wouldn't. Yeah, Ted wouldn't say no, and I guess there is something for uh, persistence. But he didn't deserve the mother. He didn't deserve. He didn't deserve. Robin Sparkles, or whatever her name was. Was it Robin Sparkles? From when she was in Canada. Either way, he didn't deserve any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, this also goes along with Ross Geller. I don't know if I like college professors. I liked our college professors, but I don't know if I like them on TV shows. Oh, I, um, I, fair enough. So, so just right, maybe a little. So,
1: you're not? Are you? You're not a Big bank Theory fan? No, then, are not
0: you? one bit. But I did not put any of them on my. Okay.
1: Uh, okay, all right. I did. I didn't either, but um, I, I could under. I could understand. Yeah. If if, if you if you right. can put them on there.
0: Speaking of Big Bang Theory, my my brother loved it, and you know he, we would go on to like Disney and different vacations together, and we would room together. Well, this year when we went, his his girlfriend. Thank God, because that I didn't have to watch Big Bang Theory. Because my brother would do it every time it was on because he loved oh. it. Um, I was not a fan. Um, but going to Ted real quick, my last my last thought is kind of a bonus for him. Do you know who who the narrator was? And how I met in, your mother. Yeah. How I met your mother. It was Bob Saget. I do not. So. Oh. Why okay. was Bob Saget not in the last episode? wouldn't you think that Ted should have eventually just evolved into Bob Saget somehow because Ted's voice was never the narrator. Yeah. So why wouldn't they have, Yeah. You know, why wouldn't it they have just me. had him be the narrator? So to me that I didn't like that. I didn't like that from the beginning because I didn't know how they're going to end up doing it, but I really didn't like that part. Right. Um, so what's next for huh. you?
1: That's, that's so before, so you, you mentioned college professors, and that got me off on a yeah. little tangent. So the way my brain works is very similar to mm-hmm. Judy's, yeah. you know, abstract, mm-hmm. random. Like I, sometimes I feel like I'm, my brain is just like a ping pong ball, just bouncing all mm-hmm. over the place. And so you say, you say, so so your audience knows how my brain works. You say professor, and then you say college. I think Judy. I think yeah. abstract, random, and I'm just lost. Like I'm mm-hmm. just you know, like so I'm just all over the place, but. So my number five, and I love this character, and I'm going back mm-hmm. to the office. I love this character until the final season where they ruined him, and it's Andy Bernard. So Andy, Andy he had a good character. Like you said, a little whiny. He's a little bit whiny. He's a little rude and a little bit he's, – he comes from a wealthy family, so he's a little spoiled. Um, nice character. They did a good job with him. I like the I like Angela storyline. I like the anger management storyline they mm-hmm. had with him. Um, then the Aaron. But then in the final season, his parents get divorced. He gets the boat, and he just leaves Aaron. Like to go on a boat ride with his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, comes back, like thinks he can just be gone for weeks and everything be normal. And then and then tries to pursue his his famous career as uh um to be famous in the um in the, the America's Next Acapella yeah. Sensation and I I literally I don't know oh I used that word literally I don't know if I used it right I can tell you this I that final season I just hated Andy Bernard like he
0: was he was obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that's a real hot take because I, I think I think okay. he's on most lists. Um, you know what he reminded me of in that last season though is Don Draper from Mad Men, where he would just leave and then come back and like nothing changed. Uh, it's just it yeah. was just like oh yeah, it's just like oh it drove, it drove me crazy. Yeah. So
1: what's uh what's number four on your list? So I dive into the area, and this is where I have. All right, all right. Now, who who do you have for your number four? So for, for number four, I, I I'm going to dive into the friends as well, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go Ross Geller because Ross is probably one of the main reasons I have not finished. Her, I have not, I cannot finish Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joey and Chandler are they're great. They they are hilarious. They 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 keep me they keep me wanting to come back, but every time one the laugh track the yeah. laugh track and it's not funny and it's kind of yes. my, my problem with big with big bang theory that the laugh track just really just um I, I can't stand it but then ross's whininess as a character just completely ruins it for me and makes it he's he is the main reason i cannot watch friends and i cannot finish yep. it
0: so we are completely on the same page there
1: right uh. and and I think, like, the laugh track, I don't think people realize that... I think that's probably why I like The Office and Parks and Rec so much.
0: Because they're not.
1: There's no laugh track. It's just, like, Mm -hmm. you just lock in, and then it's like, oh, that's funny, you laugh. But I don't want to be forced to laugh when something isn't funny.
0: Yep. It makes me mad. I completely agree with you on that. Um, Because it's just, there's certain things that they're not funny to everybody, which is why I think, like, The Office is so good, because... It can be, you know, it can be a, something that you pick up from, just something you've experienced. On oh, that's funny, like right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it feels like every like I'm rewatching
1: it again, and again, and it's, and it's just every single time I pick up something new, I'm like, oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, have you watched Shits Creek? I have not. Oh, it's it's kind of, I I guess it's it's kind of like a Parks and Rec ish thing where but it was based on Eugene Levy had talked about how he wanted to watch a reality show of a rich family going broke where well that's what the show is and he's the he's the main writer and uh he's the star of it and it's it's so funny and there's no laugh track it's just i think probably in Canada they don't have laugh tracks but um you know it's it's just those things you just pick up on and it's really funny um, and it's got, kind of, sure. yeah. So, uh, moving on to my number four. And this is somebody that, you know, they can redeem themselves in later seasons because I'm just through two seasons of the five. But, uh, Marie Schrader from Breaking Bad. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. Cause she didn't was, make
1: my list. She, I considered her on my list. So you're only, you've only watched two seasons of Breaking Bad? So far.
0: Yeah. We watch it. Okay. We've been watching it through the quarantine. So it's, um, yeah, it's been really fun. But man, she every time she's on it, I'm just like, Man, I just I do not like her. Yeah. And she's she's the cool. thief. And and Yes. And like I don't know, like I don't know if I've ever seen someone who I would consider like an alpha male like Hank being with someone <laughs> like her. Like it doesn't it, it doesn't fit based on it, yeah, it his character. Doesn't make sense at all. No, because he's and- Super confident, you know, obnoxious dude, who's a really good guy, and she's just she's not a good person. <laughs> it's just no, yeah, no,
1: obnoxious, and um, and then you like you said you combine that the she's a thief mm-hmm. that that part just doesn't make sense, um, and oh, she and she, she, and she is, wanted she she was definitely considered to be make my list
0: being a thief, so right that too. Um, so, kind of moving on to another one, um, nine number three is Screech Powers from Say by the Bell. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's where it might get hot on that one. I Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that, John. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Lisa's not interested in him. He needs to give it up. Um <laughs> He... he He's obviously only kept around by the cool kids so they can either cheat off of him on tests or just to laugh at him, to make fun of him. Because why else would a jerk like Zach Morris hang out with a kid like Screech? Now, Easy Slater, I could see hanging out with like a Screech, you know, just kind of on occasion. But that's they, true. They wouldn't have him around all the time, um, you know, and and he gets beat up partially by needick Ali, Um, and Slater has to save the day and just screeches. He's a bad character. And then they brought him back for, you know, the college years, which, uh, he would not have gone to whatever that school was. They went to, uh, <laughs> he would not, I guess me, or if he would have gone to Berkeley, then, um, you know, Zach Morris wasn't getting into Berkeley. Um, Right, you know, yeah, for sure. Bob, Bob Golick might have played football at Berkeley, but Screech Powers was not going to be on his floor. He was going to be in a different <laughs> dormitory. Well, then he goes back as the – I don't even know what he was on, say, by the Bell the new class, because I don't think he was the assistant principal. I think he was the principal's assistant, kind of like uh, Dwight Schrute. Um, assistant to the principal. <laughs> I think he was assistant to the principal. And the new class was terrible. But mostly because yeah, was, I, I haven't even seen that. It was a lot of him in it. I think his my just for him is going from not just the regular saved by the ball, but the but the uh, two conjoining.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So who's three?
1: All right. So number three, and I have reasons to back this up because I put on my Twitter a couple a couple weeks ago. I put down a poll about who's better. Karen Phillipelli or Pam Beasley, mm-hmm. and i was I was mad when Pam overwhelmingly won because Pam is not better than Oof. Karen Philipelli. and'm i Pam Beasley is Oof. terrible yep. like she's cringeworthy. sometimes she says things and she, and it just makes me cringe. Yep. so here we go here, here, here are reasons that Pam Beasley is the worst mm-hmm. she, friendzo- she she friends zones Jim. And Toby, we can't forget she friend-zoned Toby. Yeah. Okay. She liked. She had a little thing. She had a little crush on Toby. She yeah. even admitted it. That she. She's like, you know. She's like, you know. I always thought Toby was kind of cute. You know. Yeah. Whereas Karen was always was there for Jim during his breakup, when his heartbreak. She was there for him, in Stanford. Yep. Yeah. She was. She was. She was his. She had his shoulder to cry lean on. That 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 was Karen. She was there for him. Another reason Pam is the worst. She cheats on her fiance. Yes. Like we just let that slide under the rug. Pam cheated on Roy. I mean, Karen's never cheated on anyone that we know of. Mm-hmm. She's loyal to her to her partners. I mean, Pam cheats on her fiance. We wash it on the rug because oh, it's like it's cute. It's Pam and Jim. The mm-hmm. can- next reason Pam is the next reason Pam is the worst. And this I'm passionate about this. She almost cheats on Jim with some random camera guy, like goes over to the camera guy's house and people just wash that on their rug like it's like it's no big deal, like no one cares. Yeah. And another reason Pam is the worst. She fails art schools and sales. (laughs) She she failed at them both. Mm -hmm. And we got to bring it up. And then and then she creates her own position secretively. Mm hmm. As office administrator, she just makes her own position. No one can get away with that in her salary. Yep. I mean, I mean, it, I mean, I mean, it's nice if someone could do that, but a good person doesn't do that. Yes. Whereas Karen has worked her way up the board and becomes the regional manager of Utica with a solid sales background and hard work. Um, and this, this might be another reason. I think we need to focus that Pam got drunk at Chili's. Yeah, and banned. Mm-hmm. We we ha- whereas when when Jim was drunk, Karen drove Jim home. Didn't let didn't let him get in the car or ride his bike. She drove him home safely, whereas Pam just got drunk and banned, mm-hmm. and and made Jim walk her to the car until she got a ride. Yep, Pam's I mean, the that, worst. That's something that people need. Pam is absolutely the worst. Yeah. and. Last, mm-hmm. our final reason Pam, Pam Beasley is the worst. Jim supported her in her failed dreams to go to art school. Yep. No matter what. Supported him. Pam kept Jim from following his dreams with athlete in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. To the point where he had to lie to do it. And then she sold his house. Yeah. will ask you. But after but she did she did finally come around, but I mean after she sold his house without him telling. But I mean, Pam is the worst. I mean, doesn't support him in his dreams, makes him feel bad. She's terrible.
0: Yep. I don't see any redeeming qualities to Pam. Um I her as a character. I just was not a fan of fans. And, and I was hoping you'd say that last reason because that was the big one I always thought of was like, she didn't want him to fulfill his dreams because she wanted him to be un- right. unhappy and uh, goofily stare at the camera in Scranton instead of... <laughs> yeah. Right. I-, I felt like she held yes, him back. Yes, I agree.
1: For, for the longest time, just, just, held, just held him back. And and then when, when he was about to you know, when things got rough, then she decided to come around. Yeah, it took her long enough. So, right, absolutely. Ab- absolutely, it did. So, what do you got for your number two? All right. So, have you seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, but I think I know. Okay. You, you haven't seen Game of Thrones. All right. So, and from the standpoint of, I think this is the only one on my list where. The character was so good. Like they did such a wonderful job with this character and how just evil and demented he is. Mm-hmm. Like they make you they make you hate him from a good writing standpoint, whereas everyone else like like, like I don't really ha- like, like Pam, for example. Like I just genuinely don't like right. Pam. like or 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 Phyllis or, and- or, or 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 Ross like I genuinely don't like them. But this this dislike is kind of like a good dislike, like, and it's Joffrey Baratheon. Yes. they they made you they made you hate this guy. They made they, they wrote his character out so well that you rooted against him. And I think that that's a really good telltale sign of 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 TV writing. And the, and the early TV writing in Game of Thrones was really good. Um, and they did a, they just did a, a really good job with jo- with Joffrey's arc and. How evil and his and his and and his vision and the stuff he did to people, you know they they did a really good job with that. And so, um, but I remember watching the show and I was just I was just pumped for I was just pumped when something but bad would happen to Joffrey <laughs> because I like they, they, he they literally made him the, like the best villain or heel that that you could make. Um, and so. Um, but that that that's from a good storyline perspective. I think it's good to have a character that's good that people hate them. Yeah, sometimes I do too.
0: Because everything I I have heard about the show, how unlikable he was, but how well the character played. Oh, he, it was. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, right. I, the, the acting was great. The character storyline was was fantastic with Joffrey, um, and but they you genuinely they made you genuinely not like
0: the guy. Mm-hmm. Um have you seen uh, or do you know where else you've seen Jack Gleason at before? Um I no, I do not. Um he was in Batman Begins. And yeah, really? there a scene where Batman I think it, he first comes down into the uh into the alley where he's he's working on the cape and everything and he makes eye contact with the kid and he says, Are "You Batman?" And <laughs> then he later ends up being Joffrey and then retiring. So
1: <laughs> So you got me thinking on something. Yeah. This is here's is, here's that abstract random coming in. This has nothing to do with that. You said superhero. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Gotham? No. It's Gotham's a good show to watch.
0: Well, Batman's, Batman's it's my favorite character.
1: So Oh absolutely. Yes. Um, Gotham is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I plan on watching it at some point. Um but yeah so moving on for me, my number two i think is it it's the rare instance of a network forcing a show to put a new character in and it helping ratings, but everyone hated him, and it was scrappy do uh, okay yeah, puppy power no we're not we're not playing with puppy power he was. He was the worst. He was annoying, (laughs) irritating, grating. I just, I I wanted, I wanted the bad guys to win because I didn't want Scrappy-Doo to have anything to do. I didn't want him to be with those meddling kids. Um, Then, You
1: know the worst thing about Scrappy-Doo? Everything. We have a generation of small people who have Scrappy-Doo syndrome. That is the worst part of Scrappy-Doo. That is his Mm -hmm. legacy. We have a generation of people who are undersized who think they can be little jerks.
0: Yep, I agree. Scrappy is the worst.
1: That, that's, that's a great one. I didn't even think about it. but there, I, I think just scrappy Do is just, like you said, it was a ratings ploy to sell mm-hmm. toys, to sell little stuffed animals. But there's, now there's a generation of, of little, little uh, undersized
0: people who have Scrappy-Doo yep. syndrome. Oh, I agree completely. Um who is your number one? Um uh, we'll go get... All right.
1: So this is just like Joffrey, it's in the same line. Really good storylines where I it genuinely made me hate the character. Um so this character, um giving like a little leeway into it. This character's it is from Breaking Brad, mm-hmm. Bad. It's Skylar okay. White. Um her they they make you they make you decide between this drug kingpin who is coming up and and Walt, and this this guy who has a chemistry background, his chemistry teacher who is you know getting involved in all kinds of negative things, and they somehow make you not like Skylar. It's yeah. amazing. Like there there are certain moments in this show where. From an all-time standpoint, I could, I cannot stand her, and it's it's consistent throughout the whole thing. Her attitude. I mean, I I think I think I read an article where the I can't remember um, her name uh, that who played Skyler. Done. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I remember she was getting like, like, like people messaging her saying that they they hated her because of the show. <laughs> People were having such a difficult time, um, like, you know, connecting or disconnecting, like the, the show from reality, and they were gen- they they genuinely did not like her because of because of her her role in it. And I mean, that's a that's a that's a kudos yeah. to her and her and her and her acting because I mean she knocked it out of the park. Um, and you, I genuinely did not like um, Skyler but i mean she was tremendous for the right. for the show i mean they but they i mean they because you know the whole the plot line with the with they have a child then they have a baby and there's the conflict there and oh it but Sky, skylar definitely uh is my mm-hmm. number one i
0: see that i'm excited to get more into it to to see it but i haven't really enjoyed her through two seasons so um now <laughs> i'm going to go to my number one and it's going to be off of one of my favorite shows of all time is Betty Draper Francis from Mad Men. Um, Yeah. Her her first husband, Don was a horrendous husband, but Betty was just a complete immature mess of a woman. The entire show, she almost has, she almost like borderline has an affair with like an eight year old early in it with uh, And then throughout the series, you can just see how much this kid loves Betty throughout the rest of his life. And (laughs) he goes to Vietnam to try to make her proud. She has nothing to do with him, but because she flirted with him when he was like seven or eight, it stuck in his head. Um, She was just so mature. She was an awful mother to her children. Uh, Her son Bobby gives away her sandwich at a picnic for some gumdrops and then she won't talk to him anymore like she doesn't even she doesn't scold him <laughs> for it she just doesn't talk to him um and, and then she forces him to eat the gumdrops when he tries to apologize to her about it um it's just, because at the time she went off to go smoke instead of just being there with her son and eating because she had to go smoke she didn't have I, I watched a list that had her as like a number three character of, like, with a redeeming moment. She didn't have a redeeming moment. There was not a single moment in the show where I was like, she's a good person. No, she was She was like right. a Stepford wife, knockoff, um, just unhappy housewife, and, you know, she gets with her second husband, Henry, who, who's a good guy, and she just still seems miserable. And, you know, I... I felt bad for her throughout the show. She was really well played by January Jones, but it was just that was just not a good character. Um, in my So
1: so I've never mm-hmm. seen Mad Men, so I need to ask you, like,
0: how good um, is it? I don't think it's as good as Breaking Bad is, but it's it's really good. Okay. There's there's a couple parts in I, I think it was the third season, it kind of slows down a little bit, but then it picks right back up in the fourth. Um, but the end of the third season is one of the best episodes I've ever seen of TV um, but Don Draper is um, he's just he's a really interesting character um, another another one that I thought about putting on here um, was from Mad Men was Peter Campbell which was kind of Don's rival in the early goings and he was ugh, ugh. he was played so perfectly <laughs> but he he was so unlikely, so, but he kind of he kind of has a redeeming arc, um, you know, later in the series. But it, it, it's made me look at how commercials are now in a different light, kind of like, oh, why, right. what are they going after with this? Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was I, I was kind of sad when it was over. Um, but the ending was like. It was kind of. Uh, You didn't know what happened, but also happy at the same time, um, if that makes sense. And It was just, you know, it it gave you, you know, you could see how the characters were going to keep living their lives, but what it was going to be like for each one of them, which I thought was really well done. Um, Yeah, so that's um, that's our Power Towers. Um, After this next break, we will have... um, another segment with Mr. Shea Washburn. So hang on. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to one more ride. I'm still here with my guest Shay Washburn. Um, and kind of the, kind of the, reasoning for this show originally it started off as as kind of a way for people to see that mental health isn't isn't really a stigma it shouldn't be there shouldn't be a stigma on mental health anymore because you can do whatever you want to do as long as you find the right outlets if you need someone to talk to if you need um you know if you need medicine to help you if you need anything um you know, as long as you reach out or if you see your friends struggling, if you reach out to your friends, um, you can really help them get through a lot of stuff. So, um, like I talked about before, I have depre- uh, severe depression and anxiety. i um, dealt with that for a few years. Shay, you saw me saw me on days where it was really bad. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, well, how- I also
1: think that there's yeah. there's certain times that you don't know if someone is or not. Right. Like, they can just... Like if you just, you know, go about your normal day, they can just, you can see someone that you hang out with all the time and you don't, you don't know how they feel in that, mm-hmm. in that current moment, you know? And so, um, I think that's why it's so, it's so important to break down that stigma, you know, mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, with, with mental agree. health. Yeah. I think because like you said, you, you don't know sometimes because I, I as I'm sure there's days where you probably thought I was completely normal, right? Oh, I, I there were
1: i would say majority of days, of days mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Yeah. where where and you know i remember you talked about on that first podcast. Yeah. Um that where we were in class with with Judy mm-hmm. and um and how you stayed after class. I don't i can't i can't pick out that day specifically in my brain. I know mm-hmm. we sat next to each other in that class though. Yeah. But I can't think of like a specific day of, of when that was. Um, right. And I think that's kind of, that's, that's, the, that's the, that's what's so important about this conversation is like, you can, you can be around someone every day. Um, and you, you, you can't know, you, you may not possibly know what they're going through mm-hmm. or, or, or to what extent it was. And man, I commend you for, I, I have, you were the hardest working college kid college student i've ever known probably because i wasn't a kid anymore (laughs) well well, just a college adult yeah i mean i remember i i remember asking like sometimes like he's like you're like i haven't slept in 18 hours Mm -hmm. or you know just because you go you went from straight from fedex to driving hours i mean i mean I mean, I remember you got that brand new Honda Civic, and in no time, you had a hundred thousand miles on it. Yep. I don't know how many. I only know how many miles you got on it now.
0: Like two hundred five.
1: okay, see, <laughs> and I, I just, I just, I remember like that. That had to be just a grind, you yeah. know. Uh, and I, I, so much respect for you for for everything, um, and um, for. I mean, I, I, I can't pinpoint that day specifically. Like I said. Mm-hmm. but um i mean even i mean even our, our b-dubs experiences you know um when we went to test sessions and having so many classes together you know m- most days it seemed like normal days mm-hmm. you know where, where where i couldn't tell it just seemed like just just john mm-hmm. and i think that's the scary part where um where as a society we can look to break down those stigmas and you know just
0: try to try to be more helpful. Right. And you mentioned those days where we'd go eat and, you know, during classes and stuff. And usually I I was good until I'd get back in my car and drive home. Um, because I enjoyed being around friends being, um, just kind of hanging out and, you know, we're, uh, I think it was the nutrition class that we were taking the test together. You know, I think those days were a little easier, um, because that nutrition class was in the summer. So I wasn't, coaching i wasn't doing as much stuff um but still man it was there were some rough days and like you said you, sometimes you don't notice it um i think really you know not um and that's where i commend judy so much too is that she was able to pick up on it because i i'm sure it was like any other day, I, I, I can remember the day of just, I remember just zoning out the entire time and I don't think I would like said anything like I normally would have, but you know, other than that, I don't know how you notice. And she was able to pick up on it. And I think that's where, um, it's so important to be able to see these, um, the difference because you might not ever see it. I, I think my mom probably saw it a lot. Um, Right. You know, my my friends around here, I don't think really saw it outside the fact that I didn't do anything, but they probably didn't think I wasn't doing anything because I was so busy. Um, So, yeah, we had, you know, we had
1: the other student in our our class who, you know, was having a hard time with just, you know, just kind of like schoolwork and stuff like that. You know, everyone knew that there was something up there, Mm -hmm. you know, like our professors knew. We knew, but I think a majority of us—I—I I don't think we knew to the extent of of what you were going through that that um, that second phase, yeah. um, um, and into into yeah, like I said, to what extent it was, and that's why this podcast is so important. You know, it is fun mm-hmm. to talk about sports. It's fun to do a po- to do the power tower that we just did. I thought that was—I had so much fun with mm-hmm. that. But someone's going to listen to this who needs to. You know, mm-hmm. and and that is that is, that is the most powerful thing about this podcast.
0: Yeah, it's it, I just like getting it out there to know, let people know that no matter what you're going through, um, you know, if if you reach out, um, like thankfully I'm I'm a sociable person to where I was able to reach out and uh, get the help I needed. But even beyond that, I needed even more help because you never know because it, it's such a so many different things and so many little triggers can kind of set you off. And I think that, you know, with the unknown of mental illness, um, and like you said, I, you couldn't tell the difference most days. Like, I think a lot of people couldn't. Um, I know my friend Holly, when she took me to the hospital had kind of said that she didn't know if my family would do it because they didn't see it as being like such a bad thing. But the way I talked to her, she kind of could pick up. Right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's very important to keep your goals also, because my goal is to be a teacher. Um, right. And to keep pushing towards your goals, no matter how bad it gets, because there's, there's going to be a day where something clicks and it will be better. Um, things get better, um, you know, in, in mysterious ways sometimes. And I think that um, as long as people keep moving, keep moving forward. And uh, talk about what they need to, you know, uh, you can get through the mental health uh, kind of crisis that you might be going through.
1: Well, um, you know, if you think about like the quarantine and everything we're we're experiencing right now, um, a big worry of mine is, you know, what is the mental health of, you know, for my students and their families right now, you know? Um, I think that's a, that's a conversation that needs to be had. You know, we, we want our, we want our kids to, you know, not fall behind academically, but what if they're going home or what if they're at home and they're worried, like they're stressed because their parents are home and their, their parents are talking about, you know, I I can't work. I'm not making no money. How are we going to, you know, what is, what is the stress on on, on our students going to be in our, in our society of, you know, of, you know, having to worry about providing for their family and where they're, how they're going to put food on the table and how how just their basic needs are going to be met right now. Oh. and so that's that's why it's important to for people to have as many resources as they can, and if their number one resource is just reaching out to a family member or a friend, saying, "Hey, I need to talk to you for a second. You know, mm-hmm. you know, help me out and and what where do I go from here? Or, um, because I mean, right now there's probably a lot of people who are just they don't know what's going they don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day and so i think i think that's why it's an important conversation right now yeah
0: i i completely agree like i i had a student this year who i asked him we had a long weekend i was like hey did you have a good weekend he said no i was like wow well, he goes i'd rather be here and I think yeah. about kids like that that they'd rather not be home they'd rather be at school with their friends or learning or just because they're gonna get breakfast and lunch. They're, they're yeah. gonna get a hot breakfast. They're gonna get a hot lunch. Where now you still might get a lunch if you if you can go pick it up, or if it gets dropped off by certain school districts. But right, this is.
1: But that that added stress of where that's coming mm-hmm. from, and you know, if I'm gonna get it today, I know I know our school district has been on Fridays. Uh-huh. They're sending out enough, they're, they're giving every kid that picks up some, every parent that picks some up, they're giving them enough food for the whole weekend. Good. And I mean, that is, that is, I mean, that if that's the, if you can take one less stress off these kids and if it can be, okay, I have food today. Yep. You know, um, and, you know, when, when you take away schools, you take away a lot of our kids, the most stable environment that they have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why, you know, and you take away their friends, It's it's hard.
0: Yeah. That's why I was kind of hoping that even if it was for the last month, I was hoping we could get back for just May to get some sort of semblance of normalcy for some of these kids um, because it's going to go on almost six months. Uh, right. You know, hopefully
1: only that. Well, and, and this is my question. I mean, so I don't know if your school district does. I know our our local YMCA, they do like a summer lunch program at one of our local parks. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I'm sure the school districts, I don't know if they'll be still providing lunches throughout the summer. I can't. They don't
0: usually do that. Um,
1: So, I, I mean, that's that's a concern I have. And I'm sure I'm sure it's probably being talked about.
0: Yeah, I we do a summer latchkey program where the kids we provide it for up to I think it's like 60 kids, maybe 65 kids. Well, we're not gonna be able to do that with that many kids because of all the restrictions right now and that's you know that's a a way for these kids whose whose families you know they work that's why they're at it they're they're not there because you know it's fun that's partially why they're there but they're there because their families have to keep their jobs and so then that's gonna open up different um issues for people later on too um you know it's it's really rough right now um hopefully things can kind of ease up, um, moving forward. Hopefully people are still doing the right stuff. Um, and yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Cause you know, we got to make sure that we're, we're,
0: we're doing, we're trying our best.
1: I think that that's important right now.
0: Yes. I, you know, I completely, it's such a challenging time. Yeah. I, uh, I've been in two stores <laughs> since May or March 13th. So, um, that's kind of, I'm, my, my, doing what I can I'm rock I rock a mask
1: mm-hmm. my, my wife really pushed yeah. that on me um, and you know I kind of look at it like this you know there are doctors and nurses right now uh-huh. who wear a mask 8 10 12 14 yep. hours a day I think I can wear one yep. for 30 minutes if I'm in a store you know that's 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 kind of where I've, I've come at this point. You know, there are people who are doing amazing things right now, saving lives, wearing them all day. Yep, I can go into the store and wear them oh, for 30 minutes.
0: I completely agree. It's it, it's not that difficult of a thing to do for, like you said, 30 minutes, if even that long. Um, you know, it's it's the least we can do. Uh-huh. Now,
1: now, one thing I'm seeing, I don't know if you've seen it, you know, we've been trying to do like family walks and, you know, if it's sunny out, Lily and I will go on a walk together. Um I've seen more people out yeah. walking. And you know, if, if if I'm telling you, I mean for my own mental health, um that, you know, there's been some hard days with just me and the baby. Yeah. You know, just being stuck inside. And if people can get outside and walk and get some sunshine, get some vitamin D, mm-hmm. I mean that, that it's crazy how how good that's been for me just to just to go outside and walk because I mean I when you're just stuck inside when, when you used to just be, you know, you know, we're teachers. We, we move yeah. all the time. I, I walk, I walk all day. You know, I don't stop walking. And now, now I'm, I'm to the point where, you know, I, I bought a spin bike <laughs> just so I could do something, just so I could do something inside yeah. the house because I, I was, I was going, it was like, it was like the first week I was going crazy. I was like, I got to move. I got to do something. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I think, you know, find find an outlet that, you know, you enjoy doing and do it as a family, you know? Like we said, find some try to find positive, try to find something positive from this situation that's going yeah. on. I try um, to walk
0: any day it's nice. But, um, you know. Yeah. Like
1: today, today was a little I don't know if it rained yes. where you're at in Chillicothe. It it rained. It rained all day today. So like we just we just stayed inside. And, you know, we, we, had, we had we just had a, we had a play day and it was fun. But, you know, I, I try to get out and walk any chance I can get.
0: Yeah, it's I think it's really important to exercise as, you know, physical educators. We we know the value of uh, being active. But I think now more than ever, um, it's really important to be active. Um, and we're going to take one last break and then we'll come back um, with one more thing. Hang on. We'll be right back. It's time for one more thing. All right. We're back with now with one more thing. Um, You know, this is our last segment. We tend to talk about things that we enjoy or we've been doing through quarantine. Um, do you have any suggestions for people or uh non suggestions if it's something okay. that you've yeah
1: so you know from a sport perspective um if you're not watching this uh Bulls documentary mm-hmm. the last dance you you got to you got to get caught up cuz i i think you know there're four episodes in it is it is really well done and um you know now that there's nearly no sports to look forward to unless you're an i-racing nascar fan like myself and you've been watching (laughs) that too um but this is i mean this is this is what i'm looking forward to when it comes to sports right now on sunday um i'm I'm looking forward to you know catching up on this 98 bulls team and learning learning things about this team that i've i never knew you know i didn't I didn't know that they basically modeled the, the bad guy from Space Jam after Jerry Krause. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. I mean, they're showing it. I'm like, that. they did it side by side. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it makes so much sense. And then, you know, how Pittman treated Krause. And, you know, I, I didn't know Pittman's contract. I didn't know he was, only, he was the 122nd yep. highest player during that time. That's crazy to me. I mean, honestly, the fact that Krauss pulled that off should give him some brownie points. I mean, right. He did, I a, mean, he did a really good job <laughs> to an extent. I, well, I, all right. When you look at his job, like his job's to build the team. I mean, he, I think I, I think he did a good job. You know, yeah. Now, he, Charles Barkley came out and said that the owner, uh, Reinsdorf, is the reason that that team got blown up. He said he didn't want to pay anyone. Now, he's he also the owner of the White Sox, correct? Yes. And he's Which a is big, why it's shocking. He's
0: a... The White Sox are paying money right now, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. So, but um, it is it is fantastic, and I I think it's only going to get better because some people have been sent, they're, they're talking about like how Michael and Scotty wore the Tony Ku coach, mm-hmm. um, and I hear I, from what I people have been saying it's been they're the they were they were really hard on him um, mm-hmm. because they saw him as like Jerry's guy and yeah. but it it is it is just fantastic it is super well done um and i i really look forward to it every sunday cuz i you know i was i, did, I i'm a Le, i'm a lebron guy by default yeah because that's when i was born and i've you know i was let me see. I mean LeBron's basically the first basketball player I truly got to watch. I I didn't I got to see Michael with the Wizards. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember anything live of what he what he accomplished. So I I think that I think that's why this is this is only going and Michael wouldn't MJ wouldn't put something out that doesn't help his legacy. But this is going to completely enhance his legacy from the people, you know, my age who didn't get to see him.
0: Yeah, that dude, <laughs> that dude was unreal. Now I've I've been a LeBron guy just because, you know, maybe maybe because of being the same age as him, and that was our goal in high school was to try to play them. And We weren't good, but we wanted to play him um, Right. Yeah, but, um, you know, <clears throat> we. But Michael, I I. He played until I was fourteen. I uh, I was thirteen when he retired the second time. Okay. And, uh, then obviously when he was with the Wizards, so when he retired the third time, I saw him then too. But um, man, he was he was so good. Um, if you thought if you thought Kobe had that killer instinct, it wasn't anything compared to, <laughs> to compared to Michael. And then I don't think anyone's even close to Kobe for second. So. You know, it's right. It's really it's really interesting to see. I, I did see a quote from Jordan that said, like, if he, it's probably going to make people hate him by the end of it. Well, right. I think we all we all knew what he was like. <laughs> so it was it was pretty hard to to not right. see it. But then just that you that, know,
1: that absolute insane competitiveness, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, you, you say you're a LeBron guy. I'm a LeBron guy. LeBron grew up has has I mean this, the whole social media aspect that you know no, that Jordan yeah. um, didn't have I mm-hmm. I think I think there's that has its own challenging aspects as well um, that you know Le- Jordan never had to worry about Twitter and hopping on his phone afterwards and you know yep.
0: people people he didn't you know. he didn't do the Durant with the burner accounts <laughs> right yeah <they're>, yeah <laughs> right so.
1: Um, it's just, but that doc, this documentary is, it's so well done. And if, if you're not watching it, you, you need to. And I think a lot of people, the ratings have been tremendous the first two weeks. I think a bunch of people yeah. are tuning in mainly because it is the only thing to, that on right now, um, yeah. it's when, the so only thing have,
0: on, but it's also really well done.
1: Correct. And I mean, when you have, when you have major sports networks having to put on, um, a virtual race. To fill some of their time, um, mm-hmm. which don't get me wrong, I I don't know if you know this, I I, I race. Um, oh, I believe it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I I do it. Um, I do it. You know, a couple times a week. It's it is it is fun. Um, it is as authentic as you can get to actually racing a car. Um, and I think it's I think it's you know the in their the sponsors through NASCAR they're they're getting they're getting TV time but they're not having to pay for it those those teams right. aren't making them pay for those spots cuz it's kind of like hey they're just doing it you know out of goodwill like hey you're sticking with us we're going to we're going to put your put your brand on TV still so i i like that they're doing that but um yeah the last dance is it's it's really well done mhm
0: um my suggestion is you'd have to go through Amazon Prime. There's two things on Amazon Prime. First, there's this, there's a, and I'm a huge game show guy. Uh, I grew up with um, Price is Right, which I still watch every day or every oh, weekday. Of course. Um, yeah, it's, it is fantastic. You would man, Let's Make a Deal guy too? I love Let's Make a Deal. Yes. I, I think Wayne Brady is fantastic host. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, he, he has the, I mean, obviously from, uh, who's lying he's got the improv chops to be able to react to every every person that's on there and he's just entertaining i think all of the hosts i think uh jonathan even, yeah jonathan's great i even think tiffany's great the spokesmodel uh she does a really good job on there it's really fun to watch it's uh it's really entertaining but one channel Okay, so Game Show Network has like five or six shows that they run all the time. They actually have a new game show called Masterminds, which has Ken Jennings on it every day, and it's really good. Um, it's almost impossible to win, but it's really good. There's one called Common Knowledge that Joey Fatone uh, from Insync hosts. It's really good. Um, America Says is another one. Family Feud, obviously. But they run these shows constantly. Well, one of the shows I grew up watching was Press Your Luck when it was on USA. Um, and also, uh, Card Sharks. Okay. Yeah. So, this channel, it's called Buzzer. B-U-Z-Z-R. It, it's not available on everything. I think if you have Sling TV, it's on there, but I know my uh, Spectrum down here doesn't have it. But they offer seasons of different game shows on Amazon Prime. So, nice. we've been watching We've been watching Supermarket Sweep, uh, Card Sharks, Press Your Luck, Blockbusters. Supermarket What's is oh. that?
1: Is that the show where they have, they get a cart and they just dump stuff in it? This,
0: yeah, just run like oh. wild through the grocery store. It's so oh, good. I,
1: that, I used to love that show as a kid.
0: Yeah, it's there's two seasons of it on there. We're almost through the first season, but um, yeah, it's they're they're remaking it. Uh, with Leslie Jones that was in Ghostbusters and Silent Night Live. She's the host of it. Uh, they're remaking it, so I'm excited for that. Um, but the other remakes they've done with the game shows haven't been great lately, but it's on there. The The host sweaters are so ugly that it makes me laugh every time <laughs> because it's from 1990 Is the first season on there. Um, yeah, so it's really fun. And But my other suggestion is Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Is on Amazon Prime. It may be on Netflix, but I I only saw it on Prime. And it's pretty much Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back redone or rebooted, I guess, 20 years later. And so you see, like, but the people are the same people. So, like, Jay is just being Jay at his current age. Where 20 years ago he was being Jay at his age then, so he's like a 45 year old, 50 year old guy <laughs> now playing this character, and you see how he's evolved as a person and stuff. And like at the beginning, I, 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 I don't know, I didn't really enjoy it at the the first half of the movie, but the second half is there's a lot of callbacks to the old movies with the View Askew Verse um with like clerks and mall rats and dogma uh chasing amy clerks too and then Janson bob strike back there's a lot of references in that one of the bad guys in it is actually kevin smith um silent bob is trying to thwart the efforts of kevin smith so it's kind of it kind of jokes that way um you know it's i just added it to my list my watch yeah i'm gonna watch it It. It's not as like, I don't know, maybe it's me being older, but I feel like, you know, it it is a little bit different, but I I think it has the heart of what those original movies were trying to do um, while still being a stoner comedy and whatnot. Um, So those are my suggestions, but um, we're about to wrap up here. So what do you, uh, is there anything you want to plug or how can people find you on social media and whatnot? So yeah, just on
1: Twitter at Get Uh that's 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 how you can find me on Twitter. Um I always love any type of interaction. Um so mm-hmm. give give me a follow and I'll follow back.
0: Yeah, and then um you know it's I I have my friend Danielle, um she's gonna be on at some point. She's gonna talk about the reality show she was on. I, I'm thinking about maybe throwing you guys both on an episode so I can say that I have Dan and Shay with me. Um with different spellings, obviously, <laughs> but just see if, yeah, you just see if, see if I can sucker suck some people into yeah. listening that way. Yeah, um, that would work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they wouldn't see that Shay was spelled different. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's um, – I appreciate having you on, man, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate
1: it, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, bud. Bye.
0: thanks for listening to one more ride with John Bruce. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at one more ride JB or my personal Twitter account at coconut wall Papa. There will be show updates letting you know who the next guest will be and when the next episode will drop. You can follow us on Spotify and coming soon to iTunes. It'll be under One More Ride with John Bruce. Thank you very much and have a wonderful week.